Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley and we've timed this perfectly today. I've just come back from, I was in town recording some very good historical audio tours with the amazing Nigel Baker. Um, I've been putting these things together for Original Shrewsbury. Uh, there'll be more information on that very soon on how you can uh, access all these things. Um, it's, we, we're trying to plan a, a great day where you can turn up into town, throw in an audio tour in your ears and just go around town and be a tourist in your own town it's really really cool um and today i'm speaking to Ange bar um from the shropshire epilepsy support um and i've got to give a shout out to andy McEwen, um who he he uh i spoke to him on the phone and he's like oh i met these interesting people um i did a light display for him um, which he does amazing job there on the side of the market hall and uh introduced me um, so thank you, for, uh, Andy, for that. Um, so, Ange, how are you? You good? Hello. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. And thanks very much for the invite. I really appreciate that. When it comes to raising awareness and, and how we can help people, um, community is an important thing to me, whether it's charity, whether it's health, whether it's history, like we've just mentioned, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I like to help people in any way I can. And what you guys were trying are trying to do with raising awareness for epilepsy, I think is fantastic because... You know, I don't know an awful lot about epilepsy myself. Uh, I don't know what we can and what we can't talk about, but we're going to discover that today. And this is to raise awareness in how people can um, react and be around people with epilepsy like yourself um, and um, how we can help you, you know, in general. Um, so first of all, um, is this uh, you, you suffer from epilepsy yourself, right? I say suffer, that, that sounds like a terrible thing to say. Is that, is that right? No, so, no I, I really don't get offended by anything anyone says. It's something I've dealt with since eight years old. So eight years old is when you... Yeah, yeah, it was when I was diagnosed when I started having seizures. Uh, so it's not something I was born with. And growing up in school um, with, with this, I mean... I suppose you don't know any different, really. This is your life, isn't it? But was it difficult for you in school, trying to fit everything in around that? It it was very difficult. It was really difficult. Um, some of the, I would say, some of the worst times of my life, really. It's trying to get your head around things um, at the at the time back then, not knowing anyone else with it, not being shown anyone else, uh, just thinking that you were the only person with it. Uh, not being told anything by GPs, um, what it is. You would just go by what you've seen by the media, really, and what you've been told. By Which the we all know is a probably dangerous, <laughs> a dangerous way to live, living by the what the media says. Uh, extremely dangerous. Um, I mean, when they told me, first of all, I, I remember crying because the first thing I thought would be I'd just fall on the floor and just, uh, just I would look very strange and different to um, how all my friends looked, but that wasn't the case. And when we look at people in general, um, I've said famously in a couple, but I, I don't hate people, but like in general, people can either be really, really fine and get on with life, but they can also be quite in, um, uncompassionate and and, 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 and and rude and cruel. Um, <laughs> when it comes to people with no compassion, with, with a... With a um, with something that you're suffering with like this. Um, I guess that must have been terrible. People just not understanding. Um, and I don't mean to be, you know, bring any any bad things, but, or, but you know, people pointing at you and, and, and not knowing what's going on and being cruel about it. That must have been difficult for you. Um, it's, to be honest, I really didn't take much offence to it. The way I look at it is 
if people do that, um, if people do say things that I don't like, I really don't take offence because I just see it at a lighter point, really, and just say, well, it's it's them who haven't been educated as well. Yeah. So it's not they're not being truly nasty the, the majority of them it, it is that they just haven't been educated and when you do talk about it they're mostly absolutely fine by it that's nice to hear that you know we, we're kind of um learning about things as we go like and it, it seems weird doesn't it that life before the internet just seems like the dark ages when it comes to information uh, and, and i guess in in some ways it's great in other ways, it's maybe not so great because then you get misinformation. Um, you know, when it comes to, like you saying, you could only get your information from the media or, or minor outlets that you can find things. But now we've got the internet with all this information available to us. How was that for a transition for you? Um, it's It was very different. <laughs> different is the word. Um, it... It, although you'd, although I didn't look much on it, to be honest, and there isn't that much, there wasn't that much um, out there at the time. And the thing that I really wanted was something close by um, to help me, people to talk out, not to actually um, look on the computer and read stuff. You really wanted to talk to someone um, who had that experience themselves but even now, it's it's very very difficult, and people find that so hard, and that's what they really want. I saw this is going to seem like a weird pull, but I think it's a kind of a good analogy. I was watching uh, Young Sheldon with my with my family last night, which is a spin-off from Big Bang Theory. It's about, oh, I love that! It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 a really weird sitcom to watch because it it really hits home family sometimes and not just the good parts of family there was a part where sheldon's dad comes in and shouts at him for doing something wrong and, and sheldon cries and you don't see that on a sitcom normally genuinely cry like my kid would if i shouted at him but there was um uh, where was i going with this um that there, there we go they found a family with a child that had, that was very similar to Sheldon, and they wanted to they invited him around so they could talk about how difficult the difficulties they've had raising a, a child like Sheldon, and it, they found out that their kid was perfect, and then all of a sudden they found all these things that they had in common, and it's all about talking about these things, and this is what they were saying: no, 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 we're here to talk about the difficult situations, and they had this amazing conversation when they found out all the similar sort of problems they have in this situation. You know, that, um, their situation in the show was um, that they put all their one of the parents puts all their time into the kids and, and it sort of doesn't really pay attention to the, the other side of the family and the point i'm trying to make is is talking about it meeting people similar to yourselves and building a community where you guys can talk amongst yourselves and find out where you've had challenges and ways that you've managed to sort of help yourself you know and i think that's that's, that's where the internet probably helps you guys or bringing bringing people with epilepsy together so you can discuss right um well, once again, I didn't have anywhere else to go to. Yeah. Um, so actually, this setting up this charity was the first that I got to meet people face to face. Wow. That's amazing. It's, it, it was really, um, it, it was challenging before that. The, there weren't people. And when you went to speak to people, um, like specialists or um, UK charities, they were normally people who had been paid by the charities, um, so didn't. Not many of them had actual epilepsy themselves. So you were talking to someone who was read it out of a book. Yeah, 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 definitely. So they didn't 
actually know what you were experiencing properly. That's 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 that, that sounds like it must have been so difficult. I you know, and I don't want to keep going on about. It. I, I just want I want to build a um, build a background to sort of you living with this and then learning to that you wanted to help other people. That's just a really nice thing because you know some people just they just get on with it, just get on with it. But you you reached out and you wanted to help people. I guess um, when was the first time? Obviously, um, wanting to help people is is not for everybody. Not everybody can do that, but you wanted to. When's the first time you realised that you wanted to create something like Shropshire Epilepsy Support where you can help people um probably from my from my worst experiences like I said with with school and I have to say I was extremely depressed and um and and did I did feel want to want to commit suicide and I did contemplate that um but when I moved on further and um I realized there was more out there for me then um, then I looked more into it, really. And when having my child, I, I really wanted my daughter to not feel left out, to not feel as though she had um, a mother who had problems and that she would be completely different. I wanted her ex- just like the other chi- like the other children around and be able to do everything that um that the others did uh, i i got my passion really from her and um anything that came forward like i remember at the time people uh sometimes very, who were very close to me would say no don't don't have a child that's quite un- unfair of you because you might actually give them epilepsy through genetics um you you might not be able to look after her it's it's you would not that's not for you you would not be good with that and I love a challenge (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not I love you I think you're great (laughs) I'm not saying you know being a parent is a challenge but what I'm saying is like do you know what I will prove you wrong I will prove you wrong there because I want to be a parent and I'm going to show you that um i'm not going to just sit there i'm not going to just take what people say and i'm i'm going to prove you wrong that i'm 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 going to be a good parent and um i'm going to be good at what i do i love i mean first of all i'm sorry that you felt that way in school about you know being suicidal but at the same time i love your fight i love that about you that from this deep dark place has come this and lots so much courage and it's come out of almost having this when it comes to charities businesses and sometimes you know amazing ideas um children are, when we have our children our mindsets change and there, there, there are so many amazing ideas that come from what we want to do for our kids and what we want to pass on to them and um i love that your fight i love that saying oh, well i fancy a challenge like you know um don't tell me i can't have kids i'm gonna have kids and i'm gonna do it right so you know that's very inspirational well i i remember looking into uh fostering before because sometimes it can be um quite difficult for people with epilepsy to have um children on on the medication that i was on so i did look into fostering but once again at that time i don't know whether it's changed i would hope so but um you know i i I don't know whether it has but i was told no, you, you can't uh, because of the epilepsy. 
That's very sad. It's a human right. You can have kids. And it seems like you're doing a great job. It seems like you're doing a great job. And, and when it comes to kids, um, they're like sponges, you know. And I feel like there are so many... I don't want to get political. I mean, I, I say that and then I end up getting political. But <laughs> when it comes to some of the some some of the major problems in the world, where it comes to discrimination, where it comes to racism, um, um, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, sex and race and all these kind of things, we start young and we teach kids the right lessons and and, and teach compassion. I think compassion should be taught in schools. You know, um, so starting from young, like what you, you're doing with, with your daughter and, and passing it on to others as well. I mean, I was looking on YouTube the videos that you've done uh, for for children's first aid with with the Viv Kelly um, dance school. My mind was blown. I was like, yes, this is what we need to first aid for children. How do you deal with uh, epilepsy? These are conversations we need to have, right? Uh, definitely. I mean, when when I, my daughter went to school, I would remember coming into the playground with loads of bruises, cuts. Um, and I, I reckon people would probably wonder what on earth I've been doing. Um, but the thing was just to talk about it, to say, yeah, well, this is the reason why. Um, and ex- explain to teachers what um, helped we might need so uh i could be occasionally maybe a little late five or ten minutes because because of it uh but nothing bad but she would be at school every single day um uh, and that's what we need to do and as she was a bit older i decided I, i want to help her and there were some children from the school as well who had epilepsy i was like i'm going to go in and speak to them I'm, go- I'm going to speak to the children in the school as well as the teachers. So I uh, went to the assembly, did, did some stuff, went into um, a class and gave a talk um, to the children. And I have to say, like, like you said, there's, they're like sponges. I was a bit worried about what their reaction would be. But it's the best reaction that I could ever have had because my daughter still comes back now and says... Oh, this this person's asked how you are. They they still remember you, and that's from years ago. And I think, does it, do you think it helps um, sort of deal with some of the, the the major myths when it comes to epilepsy? So have these conversations with young people. You may hear and see this. You may have seen this, but that's not true. But this is also true. You know, sort of like get rid of some of the misinformation. I guess. Um, yeah. It. It's not so much the children, really, to be honest. It's the it's the adults mm. um, that are, that is the most struggle with, and you'd think um, quite a few of the myths have gone away. But what are some of the common myths? Uh, this, I would literally oh, wrote the myths. Got, there's got to be some. There's got to be some that's. Uh... Oh, there, there is so many. There is so many. Um, first, first of all, that um, you could maybe catch it from someone else wow. who's um but you know it's 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 a condition it's a neurological condition it's not something you can catch from someone um other things would be um like people with epilepsy will struggle with uh, flickering lights well that's a complete myth but it's something you see from media so loads of I people thought that gen- that's just no. something i genuinely genuinely thought wow. no no and, and i'll stun you here okay let's <laughs> do it let's do me so, sorry about yeah sorry about the statistics here and everything no? but um yeah you always see this like on films and stuff saying 
um, flashing lights and everything for for people with epilepsy. Well, we'll say here actually, um, only um, only three percent of people with epilepsy actually suffer from photosensitivity seizures, which is um, seizures that will be triggered by lights, flickering lights. So it's really quite rare. So you need more help for for other seizures really and the trig the triggers of them um i i, I did um i did a vlog with uh, the guys from rocking horse media we're following a, a tv pilot and they'd made a feature film and there was a there was what they called the god scene and um i recorded little bits of that because it was really cool how they made it and there was a flickering light and i put a thing warning there is there is lights which i guess for the three percent of uh, epilepsy that kind of just helps but i did that because i see it in the news all the time Beware uh, flickering lights. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if people who do suffer from photosensitivity, epilepsy, it um, it doesn't have to be just by flickering lights people are triggered by. It could be just walking past a tree or something and, and lights are, are shining through. But like I say, it's only 3%. There's so many triggers, so it can be to do with stress, hormones, um, it, you know to do with genetics um it yeah it i mean even with the age with the hormones is is a can be a big trigger really? for females so like yeah uh, young people maybe going through puberty and things might have a terrible time of it you think is that not just a terrible time but that's when it might start uh, okay. epilepsy, the seizures um and then they're fortunate enough of when their hormones settle down a bit then their seizures can actually go away. So epilepsy can't be cured, but sometimes it can go away and um, and people um, can get medication, therapy uh, to to help lessen the seizures. Um, and when, when we, you know, with the general knowledge of, of how to help someone with epilepsy in their day-to-day, you know, so certain things that are in maybe uh, maybe shops can operate certain things differently, or at least have the awareness with the first aid. You know how to deal with someone if someone has a seizure in the shop. How to deal with that's such a how to deal with someone has a. But you know, what I mean, how to help someone that's having a seizure. Um, do you feel like there's enough out there? Definitely not. Um, Definitely not. That's that is part of the reason why I try to do training for businesses, um, and we actually do get quite a a bit of interest and we love the feedback from people but we do want um more people to do it the thing is we we try to say is it's um it's not just people with epilepsy who have seizures anyone can have a seizure so it it could be you just going through um it could just be a one-off seizure so it's really important to know the first aid and how to help someone who has seizures um there was uh, there was the video you put about absent absent was it called absent seizure? A- absent seizures got it yeah. right got it right yeah um what what is that compared to like a normal seizure well, well, it is a normal, a normal seizure. Sorry, but I'm sorry. It, but <laughs> no, well, there's actually over forty different types of seizures, oh, wow. um, and people once again don't realise that. But it's one of the most common ones um, that there is. Uh, of course, 
The other common one would be like a tonic-clonic seizure where you fall to the ground or there's focal seizures. Um, so some you actually wouldn't notice. Maybe by that film that you saw, you wouldn't really notice um, that much. So it just stops and whatever is going on around the room, they just fade, fade out, right? Yeah, just just for three three up to 30 seconds. It can just be a, a quick couple of seconds. Um momentary loss of consciousness so you're not going to fall down or anything but you probably lose um, a bit of memory after that and then you can just carry on straight away and it's, i guess it's really important that schools know how to deal with this situation right because you know back in the old day be like oi roberts stop being lazy or wake up or you know snick you know doing all this sort of stuff if you if you can spot the signs and you know what's going on you can you know give them the space they need and, and the understanding that they deserve yeah um yeah you can do you it that would be the way now mm-hmm. back um i think it sounds like historic if i say no, but back, I think it's in, important. back in the days but you know it, it's only um i'm i'm 38 now but um when i went to school they wouldn't even really notice those um those seizures so they wouldn't say anything about it they would think i'm probably just not listening properly or um Mm. yeah just zoning out like kids were when they get if uh, some get bored in a class they just they just don't listen amazing um i when when uh when you put this together um what was the reaction to what was the feedback like soon as you first of all the correct question would be asked when did Shropshire Epilepsy Support begin? When did you put it together? Uh, that was in 2018. Uh, first of all, I started off with a very small support group. Um, I was a volunteer beforehand with um, a UK um, national charity. Um, I didn't I didn't quite like the way it was set up, really. And I just thought, well, I, can, I want things done. A different way I want to be able to do things um, I think things are more important the things that uh, I wanted so I thought well do you know what? I'll, I'll go out and I'll um, I'll try something and I had the support of um, the epilepsy specialist nurse that I had at the time and said hey, you know why don't you try it out and I thought oh, I don't know but yeah I thought okay okay well yeah, I will try it out. So I did, and the reaction was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, it started off uh, just with the family support group. Um, as I said, the re- reaction was brilliant, and it hit off, and we just decided that, you know, we, we're going to make this more. If this is the reaction we have from people, um, even talking to businesses and things like that, it, um let's get let's do more and um, make it into a charity and uh, during lockdown uh, with with the uh, fundraising that we managed to get um, the support from people which we are so lucky with we managed to get um, get it to registered status and which has been fantastic well done that's really nice um what are you doing differently to say a, a, a national big charity what are you doing differently that you think may be beneficial um, to your community um well we're a not-for-profit uh, charity um so all of the people um who are with us are, are volunteers not not one person is paid so 
all the money that people are, um, fundraise for us goes straight into helping others and um, helping the charity uh, support others. That's, that's good. But, um, I have a CIC, the Biscuits are CIC, and um, any money that I make has to go into equipment and bits that I need. So I appreciate that, you know, it's... Um, but it's, it's also good because um, I guess with, with people that volunteer for you are doing it because they want to. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, the, the passion's there to ha- actually help people and not there for the money, you know? Yeah, I get yeah definitely. Yeah, we, we get people with loads of passion. Um, sadly, some, some people um, have died from, from epilepsy, so their families will come to us um, and want to, want to help. Um, so it's really great to meet these people, and um, I mean, we 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 will never say no to anyone coming to us. We want trustees, and we we would like um, volunteers, but it's it's quite difficult if they don't know about epilepsy themselves yeah. because they don't they don't have um, sometimes as much passion, and you've got to tell them more about this and uh, explain first hand experience really important in something like this especially when it comes to you know if you've never seen someone have a seizure you know how do you deal with that because you know i had a friend years ago who who suffered from epilepsy um and he he would have seizures regularly and we would see it and the first time was i mean i was first aid trained i've been first aid trained since i was 14 so i knew the protocol clear the area make sure there's nothing say nothing that he can harm himself with make sure he's okay time it and you know when he came around make sure he's okay was that okay for you and if it was different then we'd call 999 and but um so we lived with that um not lived with it we knew it would happen but for the first time it is quite a panic you know you don't know if you don't know the protocol if i wasn't the first aid trained person i was i wouldn't know how to deal with it you know um so i guess you've got to at least have first hand experience in in dealing with this and being around this before you can be part of the charity i guess that's what you're trying to um yeah definitely and and just to tell people it's not something that they do have to be scared of not to worry about Mm. um i mean you talk about panicking and everything but um I'll say to you now, you know, have you, um, yeah, you haven't panicked the last, (laughs) from the start, have you? No. No. Well, I've had a seizure through that. Hmm. I didn't see you panicking. Um, You didn't even notice, did you? No. No, no, no. Well, there you go. It's, um, I'd forgotten what I'd saying, but, um, but you carry on talking. So I, I bring it back and uh, try to remember things and then just carry on with it. So that's one type. I've got three different types of seizures. So um, another one would be the tonic-clonic seizures, um, which is what people normally think of um, with epilepsy, where you'd fall on the ground. Yeah, so that's what I, I helped with my, my, my friend. And I saw the um, the video you put on Facebook that you sent me the link to, which was... First of all, I, was, I felt so much empathy towards you because there's a video... That Ange released where you, your face was bruised and, and, and bloodied, where you'd, you'd had uh, a seizure and, and fallen over and hurt yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did, did these happen often for you? Um, I go through good patches and bad patches. Now, I'm, I'm uncontrolled, um, so they can happen at any time, absolutely any time. Um, the absent seizures, I can get up to 50 a day. Um, and the tonic clonics, um, sometimes they can happen 
twice a week. <laughs> Sometimes they can happen like once a month. It's just so random. And I'm probably your the most nightmare patient you can get for the <laughs> for specialists because it is just so random. Yeah, and I, this is why we need to raise awareness for for this for people and, and ways you know that uh, we can all get along and understand each other because, like you said, uh, I didn't realise you'd had a seizure during then, and it's 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 an amazing thing to learn about you know because I oh I don't I'm not trying to be um, ignorant in any way shape or form I knew there was absent seizures but I didn't realise there was thirty different types of seizures that you could have you know um, oh, so it's over forty that's why we're here types, today and then um, yeah I mean. Every person is different when it comes to um, seizures. So uh, do you want me to explain a, a little about what a seizure actually is? Yeah, please do, yeah. Right, okay. Well, um, you know, every, everyone's got electrical activity in their brain, haven't they? Yeah. Well, it's an excessive um, bit of electrical activity that um, hits the brain hits the brain at one time and um, it causes the messages to disrupt. Um, it disrupts the pattern of the brain. Um, now, it all depends with that on um, where... Um, you, you're going to have to cut that bit, probably. No, that's fine, that's fine. Sorry. You're okay. There you go. Had, I had another one, so... Oh, fantastic. I, I, I keep saying fantastic. No, that, that's, that's like a, a bridge for me. That's like an um or an ah. Uh. Okay. I've got, I've got to think what I was, right, uh, what I was doing then. Uh, um, you're talking about the electricity running through your body. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe you want to put that on then. Yeah. <laughs> just, just <laughs> um, right, okay. I'll start from that bit yeah, again. Okay, so, I can't remember that bit. So you say you explain to us um, how what, what a seizure actually is. Talk about the electric currents running through your body and how much um, when it builds up. Okay, right there you go. You've you've helped me by doing that already, so Thank that's you. a great thing. <laughs> not making not making a big thing about it. No, but there you go. It's um, it's a sudden burst of electrical activity in the brain, and it disrupts the normal pattern of the brain, um, and sends um, messages in your brain um, that are in different patterns. So. People's epilepsy, it depends on where it starts, that activity, the electrical um, activity, where it starts in the brain, where it goes to, how long it's going on for. And um, those mixed up messages um, will will cause your body to do um, different things. So a person may have memory loss, it, it, may, um, it may cause them to... Um, not see things as well or see different things i mean some people can see different images that aren't actually there they can become very wow. confused um it's it's really um yeah it's really very random there because everyone's individual right Every, it doesn't matter um how everybody has their their own different ways of dealing with things and how things affect them and um, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot more sense than it, it should do, you know, because everybody's different. Oh, wow. Um, do you, when it comes to you personally, do, are there certain things you need to avoid, um, stay away from? Maybe it's some, uh, it gives you anxiety or maybe get too excited or is there, is there certain things that may cause 
um, triggers for you? Um, I don't really know what the triggers are, to be honest. Some people do, and they know exactly what it is and can keep away from that. Yeah. You know, brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I don't even. Uh, there isn't anything that um, really triggers it that much. I mean, stress um, can bring on uh, more seizures for me, and um, that can be quite a big trigger for people. Is um, stress. Um, it's understandable. Um, <laughs> it really uh, is. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's one of the factors. Um, uh, but there's so many things that um, that can maybe trigger. I, I just don't know myself what it is. Um, and since you guys have become a, a registered um, charity, um, has that had an effect on you guys? Has it, has it amplified you a bit more? More people come towards you um, because you've been able to, um, I don't know, uh, give yourself a bigger voice in that way? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, by getting that registered uh, charity status, uh, I mean, the charity commissions you can go on to, other people can get to see you. Um, we've been asked to do lots of talks. Um, more businesses are wanting to come to us and ask for nice. more That's information. Um, we've, we even do uh, what's called epilepsy awareness training, where we go to businesses uh, and train up people there. Um, and we even do um, service for... Um, so, oh, I don't want to give names, really. No, no, no. <laughs> but... Um, but health services, we would go, we would go and, um, and speak, speak to, to people yeah. and um, emergency services. Uh, so I've, I've done that in the past, and they have found that really beneficial and have come back. Um, yeah, because I was looking at the website earlier, and uh, you know the the epilepsy awareness training that you do, it, it seems like a, a, a thing that m most businesses should definitely do. Uh, all businesses should do. Everybody should be talking about this and making be making themselves aware. Um, uh, how many when it comes to coming into businesses? Um, mm -hmm. How many people that you speak to are just completely find this compl a bit like me? Really, I'm learning about this as well. At the same time, this is what I like to do on the show. I'm learning as the listeners learn. But how many businesses do you go into that are completely alien to this? This is completely alien to them, and they're learning all of these things for the first time. Or how many people know about what you're talking about? Is there a, is a on honestly? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'll say that all all of the businesses. <laughs> I've only had a couple that have actually realised what it's about. Um, Which is a, kind of a good thing, in a get, I guess, in a way, because you are spreading awareness then. You are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. There's good good bits and um, bad sides to it. I mean, because people haven't heard about things like this before, they are really interested and want to hear more about it. Um, people love being told about different things learning don't they so um you know it's it's great to get that out there um the thing that we want is just more places to have that they don't realize just how important it is as i said anyone can have a seizure at any time you don't have to have epilepsy anyone can have a seizure um and one in a hundred people have for epilepsy. So if you're going into town having a walk, you're bound to see someone with epilepsy, but you just it's um, you just can't see them at that time. Um, so it's so important. Someone's going to come in their shop. Someone's going to, um, I'm sure, be, be in their business or 
something and then and they need to help those people at, at some point because it's not just um, helping them when they have um, a seizure it's because it's not just about the seizure itself um, a lot of people are affected uh, by afterwards and um, the effect it has with it some people um, actually medications some medications are actually worse they feel worse on those than they do the actual seizure so they need to help people um other things that people get is memory loss short term and long term so um that's that can be extremely difficult lots of people do find that extremely difficult it's not something you need to say no um no we're not helping that person um it's just it's just something that needs to be helped with. If it becomes a part of our general day-to-day conversation and we're all aware of it, though, when, when it happens, we'll be like, okay, that's the situation. Like what I just did, we'll recap you on that, we'll help you, and we'll understand, um, which is which is all part of raising awareness and, and just changing. There's a lot of, uh, lot of uh, changes happening with how we talk about certain things things that were called taboos back in the day especially when it comes to like things like mental health for men and uh, recently the the amber heard and johnny deptar trial people talking about domestic abuse for men there's lots of people learning and growing i saw um a, a quote by drew barrymore i think it was uh, a few days ago and she was like she apologized for things she'd said about johnny depp about realizing the the, the depth of the trial and she's like this is a growing experience for me and i was like that's a really humble thing to say you know and that, that's a, a good analogy for learning us learning as people and growing and, and finding out about things that we didn't know about and being able to have the conversations as well because I imagine there are there are things that people wouldn't dare and ask you that you actually are okay with talking about. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, people are normally quite surprised at, at the depth I will talk about it. Um, I really, as I've said before, I don't get offended and if I go out with bruises and, um, you know, if, if people look, which really doesn't happen that much, to be honest, or, or it's a quick look. Um, and if, if they ask something fantastic, I find that actually a really good thing because it's um, it it's making them aware and they can um, help me and then others as well at the same time. So it is fantastic and um they feel more ease as well when they know what's what's happening um and that was that was part that was the second part of your video because obviously um when you when you had your clonic tonic is that right tonic tonic clonic i'm very sorry i'm trying (laughs) this is a learning experience you you don't need to apologize Um, no no but when you'd had that and you'd had the you had the injuries you did one a couple days later where you had the black eye still and you said you were walking around and people would give you looks and 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 throw like snide comments on the way past and stuff um people shouldn't do that they shouldn't do that you know because you just don't understand you do not know what is going on in that person's life to make comments and nobody's got the right to do that Uh, no they haven't they haven't but to be honest the majority of people aren't aren't too bad aren't too bad with it yeah i will Um, say that yeah and and let's uh, let's face it i mean we can all be nosy at times can't we you you know um curiosity exactly exactly um we and um we would like to know what's happened, really. And um, if someone falls in front of you, I would actually be really quite upset if someone didn't go to them 
to find out if they were okay or what had happened. Um, well, that's kind of the same. They're just um, they're just looking. They're just curious. They a lot just want to know. Do do I need some kind of are you help? Okay? Yeah. That's, what what's happening right. in their yeah, life? That's... You know. So actually, but the majority of them are actually being really quite nice with that. Genuinely kind of almost happened to me on the way up here i was um, driving through uh, bellevue and um, you know how they they pull like pipes and stuff through those uh, cable box things on the floor some guy was pulling on a blue wire um i guess we were doing work and he fell over <laughs> as i was driving and i kind of slowed right down and he got back up he's like oh you know, it's free. and i was like oh he's fine but like you know yeah that is it that's curiosity that's me wondering is that guy okay not not ah, ha, ha, look at this guy i won't get my phone out we're gonna put this on tiktok <laughs> yeah, exactly it's not something you need to really worry about i don't think um people are just curious how can how can people in general um, help you and and, and the charity um, and, and epilepsy in general? What can we do more of to help you guys get by? Well, more of would definitely be getting the education. Um, we really, really want to get um, businesses to get these uh, epilepsy awareness training um, and we would love them to come to us that um we want to get referrals as well from um um from gp surgeries we really need that we need um the people to see that we are out there which which lots of people do already but um we just need that extra i mean one in a hundred people that's loads in uh shropshire telford and Recon that we that we deal with um so you know, people can help us um, through that way, supporting us, getting the word out there, um, telling them what services we provide, because we are the only epilepsy charity that provides services in our county, which is really quite um, worrying in a way, because with there that many more. people, yeah. there, there should be something, um, but there isn't. And that's not just our county. Um, there are so many just all over the country um, who don't have anything. We even have people who come from Wales um, asking if they can um, come to our groups, um, get help from us, That's, um... uh, which, which is quite amazing, really. But at the same time, really quite sad. It should be something in Wales. <laughs> it should well, be all around them. Yes, yeah. So do you speak to, I take it you do speak to other charities across the country then and sort of network and find out what, what they're doing and how you can, is that, how, is that the case you chat to each other? Uh, definitely, we try We try to. I mean, some of the bigger ones, um, they're not able to help as much because you can't speak to them in depth with it. Um, yeah. But some of the, the smaller ones across the country, um, across the country um there's a similar one to us down in london uh, which deals um with uh, families and um one of these services we put on is um family support group which is sort of dedicated um to these families uh, really quite passionate about that and it provides respite um respite breaks for the children um Yes, that you know they're they're a couple of hours long. Um, they've got their parents there. It can sometimes be the parents who have epilepsy, um, 
or it can be the children who have epilepsy themselves but we want um, the siblings to come as well um, because so many people are affected by it it's not just the person uh, who's having the seizures Um, so many are affected by it and uh, we want to help these people Uh, I guess if if you're a, a parent and you know you talk about sometimes uh puberty can be like the catalyst for the seizures becoming uh beginning sorry i guess that must be a worrying time for parents so often your your support and let's talk about what, what what this is and how you guys can can live with this condition and how to make things easier for yourselves like that's that's a fantastic service to offer someone just a just a conversation about what this is in a, in a nice calm setting well the i mean the great thing um with that is that Kids do want to be kids, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Um, lots of people worry that when you say a support group and uh, an epilepsy support group, you immediately think of sitting down, maybe in a circle or something. Hi, my name's Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, getting quite bored. Um, um, some of the national charities do um, uh, coffee and chat, so it's uh, coffee rooms and stuff. Mm. Well, when it comes to children, they're going to be so bored, aren't yeah. they? I think even sometimes um, younger teenagers and things like that, you're just, it's just going to bore you. And who wants to talk continuously um, about epilepsy every single month? I mean, I I talk about it because because that's what I'm that's what I do. But um, to other people, sometimes they just kind of want to forget about that. They want to zone out. What they want to be is just themselves, and um, and the kids don't want to talk about it, even if they do have epilepsy. What is best for them is just to meet others who are in the same situation. They don't have to talk about it at all. Um, in fact, I, I don't know many of the children who have. The best thing for them, they've found, is actually just seeing other people um, with epilepsy um, or or who are the same or with parents with it because they never realised that there were others just like them and the amount of them. Um, and they are really quite surprised. That's really nice to hear. Well, uh, you know, that... Just to be around people like yourself, and not not people that aren't going to be shocked, um, or you know that you understand the life that you live. That's really it's really nice that you can offer that to people, um, because we've all been there, haven't we? We've all we've all been there where you know there may be something different, or there may be. Something. I suffer from social anxiety. I was chatting to uh, Anna Williams from Lingen Davis the other day. We were across the road of Percy Percy Throwers in a cafe, and um, she was like, I can tell she was like. Looking at me like, what's good? Because when we when we and Anna chat, it's usually like really casual. Hey, how's it going, mate? You're right. How's it going? But when I was talking about pod aid, my new thing, I'm coming up with these ideas. There's people all around me, and I'm a lot quieter, a lot more timid, and I'm not quite being my normal self. And that's because I suffer from social anxiety. Um, if I if I when I do meet someone that suffers the same sort of uh, thing as me, I, I can feel I can talk about it a bit better because they understand. And I guess it's the same with a support group with with kids that are from backgrounds that are very similar. Um, yeah, I, I can see how that could be very comfortable. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, they're in a safe area. They feel really safe because if anything does happen, um, then we can help them in a way. We do know um, how to respond. They don't need to 
they don't need to worry. And we go out and do fun activities, a different fun activities each month um, within that support group. And they absolutely love it. They they get so much fun from doing those things. Um, so it's it's absolutely great. Um, and I, I mentioned them. I mentioned earlier the, the YouTube videos, but I feel like these YouTube videos—they're not just a, not not just a YouTube video, but they're very informative. Um, like I said, first aid for children, or um, make raising awareness about certain things. And you got the help of the of Viv Kelly Dance School. Um, how did those videos come out? Who made them for you? Because they're brilliant. They really are. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, well, it was a it was a lot of hard work. To be honest. It looks like it as well, and it paid <laughs> off because they're brilliant. Oh, de- absolutely. Definitely. Um, it was a mixture of people, really. One of um, one of my friends who I, I, I was talking to, um, John Howard, who, who deals with uh, theatre productions, and he put me in touch with um, Beverly Baker. And um, she then <laughs> put me in touch with the Viv Kelly. Uh, she knows them. And um, we just put it together. And, um, and it's my husband's nephew who does the filmmaking as well so we just we just all put it together myself uh, and then put together the experiences that um that both I have um my husband could input um his experiences from it um to make it more realistic uh, if you teach that to the kids yes um and um and it just goes on from there and it really was fantastic the kids were wanting this experience um I mean, we we did have to say to them first of all it, if you do these videos then um we do need to make sure that you realize that they will be shown to other people other schools and you're okay with that um because people do get terrified um at the thought that they may have epilepsy, which you really don't need to be. It's no, just yeah. that it's that stigma out there. Yeah. And this is what we're, why we're doing this today. This is why I invited you today and, and why we're doing this, because I feel like if the more people I can help, sort of we can help and, and you um, understand that that is the most important thing that, you know, you guys are human beings. Well, I'm a human being. A deaf person is a human being. Uh, somebody is that they can't walk. We, we're all human beings and we need to learn to live around each other. We've done some amazing stuff with The Biscuit. We spoke to Signal, who um, uh, a charity uh, with a hard of hearing. And we were talking about, um, at the time we were talking about how the face masks during COVID were, were very difficult for people to lip read and how people were struggling in shops because they felt lost. They couldn't. There was, there was nothing anywhere, for, no way for them to communicate with people, you know, because you, we, need, we need to understand these things. Um, and where, where can people find the videos? Is it, have you got, is, is there a, a, a YouTube channel just for you guys? Uh, yeah, we've set up one, a, a Shropshire Epilepsy Support YouTube. Um, but we also have the Facebook group, so the Shropshire Epilepsy Support Facebook. Um, and we have our website um, where people can go and, view these and we are trying to get people to share these with them that's what with i was loads going to say. we we want people to go and share these with others yeah um i mean we we will be doing um ones for adults as well um but that's um that's to come really in the next <laughs> in the next year these were just specifically 
um, aim, aiming at um, school age children. Which really. I think is great because, like I said, to start young, that's, that's what we were talking about at the beginning. But this is what I want you listeners to do. If you're listening, uh, please go to the Shropshire um, Epilepsy Support YouTube channel right now. Whilst you're listening to this, grab one of those videos and share it on your Facebook and, ta- and tag Shropshire um, Epilepsy Support in that so that we can see that you've, you've shared that because um, you're telling people um, spe- helping raise awareness that's what we're here to do today so you know um, how can how can how can people help the charity with you guys um, do you take donations um, do you need more you said you need more volunteers and things how can people generally help you guys uh, definitely <laughs> definitely need um, need more people Um we we never say no to volunteers and stuff. <laughs> we have um, recently had um, our fundraising trustee who's had to leave because they've got a new um, another job. So we are really trying to fill their space because one of the major things about a charity is fundraising. So we really need to put our efforts into that uh, because if you if you don't have fundraising. Um, if you don't have the money for things, you can't provide the services that you are at the moment. So, guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I really want to do a fundraiser because, you know, people, I feel like all the time that's where Pod came from. But if you're feeling like, I really want to do something, I want to raise uh, um, some funds for a charity, um, you guys are definitely in need for something like that and something that can help felicit- facilitate that. <laughs> Put all that together. Fundraising is really, really important for you guys, yeah. Definitely. And um, donations as well. And people sometimes think, oh, well, what what donations could you give to something like that? Well, um, I mean, recently we started up the No Worries Project, which is um, for adults and children um, dealing with um, the mental health and well-being side of um, epilepsy because it, because it's so important. Um, and... And I had gone to um, just a, a random person on the internet to ask about their anxiety um, books that they that they wrote, and they came back and they said, "Do you know what? Actually, I'd like to donate a whole load of books to you that you can give to people because um, I've I've got a nephew." who've who has epilepsy and is really struggling and um i'd like to donate all these to you um so donations like that are always fantastic and we um hand out support bags to children um throughout the year if um if they can't come to us then we will go to them we we won't we won't leave them out so um we will give support bags that has um fun things in for them um to make sure they're aware that we are still here that people are are still still there um little things that they can do um uh little leaflets um the no worries project uh we will we want to be able to put um Things like we have worry monsters. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. No, what's a worry monster? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, um, they're amazing things, I have to say. <laughs> they look really, really good. Um, majorly fluffy little uh, oh, wow. coloured, coloured um, I don't know, they're like aliens, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, and you, you open up, there's a zip for the mouth and you open it up and... Uh, 
kids can write down a worry and put it into the the worry monster's mouth and zip it up. And either at night time, if they're really young, then a parent can take it out and it looks as though the worry monster has eaten their worry. Oh, I need to get one for Timmy. Timmy would love that. It's fantastic. Or people just feel as though they can capture it. And, And as a child age, you know, when when they are young that is fantastic um we will be we are looking at um doing videos for um maybe meditation and therapy um for both the adults and children that can um so it's always people who can maybe help with that side or are willing to maybe give their time um I think we all know that uh, economy, well, it's prices great, are going yeah. high yeah. and um, you really can't afford some things. So um, we do need help with things like that. And um, and although I hate asking people for all those um, for help um, when it comes to things like that, because everyone is in, in a tricky situation with that. But if you don't, then... Um, then you've got to cut your services and um, and we don't want to do that. So That's time. Not good. Time is a good donation, you know? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Time's that- free, guys. Well, yeah. They say time is money, but when you, if you've got time that you can donate to you guys into making something. Like- I was thinking, actually, that I've got an idea. I do have oh, an idea. We'll talk, I, I'd love this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off, off, off the mic, but I do have an idea. We'll oh, talk oh about, no, we'll, talk, talk about it now because uh, then, then you've got to uh, do it, haven't you? <laughs> well, I have a friend with um, who is an amazing puppeteer and voice actress, Jane Pickworth. She's been on the show before. She's awesome. And maybe we could put something together with her for some of the younger children. I don't know. Maybe there's right. something we could do, making some, some sort of uh, YouTube. Well, this sounds video. good. Yeah, oh. yeah. But we, I'm always oh. thinking. I'm always thinking outside the box. I, I me and Jane, are, are, we, we we chat every week, um, and we're looking for something to work on together. We have got an idea of something we want to work on on a, on a major major scale. But as far as making a, a couple of YouTube videos for you guys, I think that'd be really cool. She's got a, a genuine Muppet style puppet. That is fantastic. Well, Jane. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm Alex not. has put your name forward now, so um, I'll, I'll have know, to ask. Let's her. hope. Yeah. <laughs> if if not, we we know people that can help out. But yeah, if we can help you out with stuff, we will do absolutely. That's uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I mean, yeah. We do appreciate just anything, um, even if people can put us in touch with others, then that is a really really good thing, a really great thing. There are so many aspects to this that um, that can be looked at. In, in in a content creation type of way you know i love your your very honest vlogs i think they're fantastic so the more more things like that i guess are really good for for talking points you know um maybe a a, a podcast or a vlog or something about how a relationship works with with epilepsy how do you deal with with someone that's got epilepsy how do you help you know videos of them helping them or laughing and joking as a as a relationship you know um, well, well, that's the thing. I mean, relationship—that—that's a really—that's um, a really difficult situation. Yeah. Lots of people think, oh, they're not going to be able to. No one's going to want them, really. Yeah. Well, the, oh, no. the, the way I got—I got, I got um, my husband was actually through having a seizure. He had to, um, a really kind stranger had come to collect me from the hospital because. Uh, it it was the middle of the night and we couldn't get a taxi. My Where is the book and the movie rights for this? It sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, just fell in love with him, and um, it, it really was 
fantastic. But having a child as well, um, having I, I've always thought that it's best to explain to them from the very start. Um, and there are bonuses to having epilepsy. People often think, oh no, what what an awful thing, oh, tragic. Well, actually, I, I look at things, um, it can be an absolute bonus. So um, memory loss can be awful, absolutely awful. Um, I mean, I, I've lost a, a lot of memories as a child, but that can be a, actually a bonus because I know that was, I know uh, school time and everything yeah. was what was one of my worst um and it, it's kind of mostly forgotten it's, it's forgotten about if people come to me I, I can't actually remember those people in my life at the time which is absolutely bizarre we've all been there when when we're chatting to someone and we've forgotten their name but you've got a genuine excuse oh yeah that's where that came from yeah oh yeah definitely and um and i think getting a marriage works oh it's it's brilliant it's brilliant because if you have any arguments if you, if you get annoyed then uh, you know after a few days i've forgotten about it or um or next morning or you know i've forgotten about it brilliant you know you don't you don't have to um i said i I told you last week i'm going out with the lads i told you i definitely told you (laughs) definitely so so it's absolutely great in in respects to that Uh, it's um there there are things that creep up on us when it comes to doing things like i do and um one of my favorite um stories of a podcast that's just gripped people across the nation and i'm gonna swear sorry but it's a, a podcast called shagged married and annoyed and it's, it follows chris ramsey and his wife rosie and chris ramsey is a famous he's the, he's the geordie comedian it was always on he's very very funny he was in shrewsbury recently and it's all about their relationship and the clumsy silly crazy nuts embarrassing things that happens in a, in a relationship and they just bam they just give it to everybody uh, as this is no warts and all this is our relationship and it's something that shouldn't work really because it's not it's very informal very casual but people loved it because they could relate to it they could relate to a marriage a working marriage with kids and the sex and the, 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 the difficult situations the embarrassing things the rows the arguments they just give it to everybody and I feel like something like something like that could work with epilepsy in, in a no, no warts and all this is this is what's and all should I say? This is epilepsy. This is what we do, and I think content like that will be very valuable. I think to people um, definitely. I mean, the one of the uh, the YouTube vlog that I do, it's not to do with the charity. It's just something Your myself, yeah, yeah. Um, which is called um, More Than Just a Seizure, and you can see the everyday life there. Um, I will say you you can get comments on there which you will see um and you think oh god you know what are people thinking um and, nasty and comments or questions or just general <sighs> jibber jabber one once again i you know i have you just don't get the people um with the education mm. really um to deal with it and I do get people um, who have come across and go, uh, who have seen me having a seizure on on the vlog, really, and saying, "Are you sure that's not um, demons inside you? Oh wow! Or do okay. you need help?" And you think, "God, really? In this in this day and age, is is that really what you're thinking?" Um, but but it is. And and my daughter um, and I did um, something for um, a national um, paper. Um, and 
and it and it went on it went um, online and actually the nasty comments I got that of being a parent with epilepsy and oh this poor child um was wow. actually they were just they're absolutely normal she's never she's never had any problems in her life um she's got help she's got help out there you know she's um you should never have to defend being a parent never ever in your life you know and she i mean she does really well at school and um she she loves it she doesn't um she doesn't have any problems at all with that the the thing she has to deal with is uh yes seeing me have a seizure but she's had that from a young age and she knows how to deal with that um and it's only at those times really um i mean I, I can get very tired at um at times because of the medication but uh, but now you know now she's 10 she can she can go out she can um she can see people she's learned from a young age she's really she's grown up from a young age she's like you say they're, they're like sponges she yeah. knows exactly what to do um she can help um if she um uh, she can help so uh, before you know I've I've had a seizure before and I've cut myself and when I wake up um I I can't feel anything so people do think that um, they get really scared if, when you've had a tonic clonic or something like that that oh god they must be in so much pain oh you know if they've cut themselves or they've burnt themselves or um you know, I, I, I've done things before where I've, I've broken um, broken my nose or um, broke my finger um, or I have actually, um, I was out running and um, uh, ran into a car. Oh dear. <laughs> and, um, which wasn't the best. Luckily it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was just on the side of the road. Um, and people will just look and just think, Oh, they must be in so much pain. We need to get all this help. They're very scared. But I do say um, afterwards, I actually can't feel anything, and I actually won't realise at that time what has happened. People will have to come to me and say what's happened. So when you've looked at some of those um, videos that have uh, been on the vlog, um, actually, I've, I've had to have my husband explain to me. I'll wake up um about 10, 10 minutes later from a tonic clonic seizure um and i'll say oh have, have i had a seizure because it's just you know something that doesn't feel right and you say oh yeah you've you've hurt yourself badly oh have i and they just say oh yeah and, and then i could i at that time i could see lots of blood but i didn't know where it, where it was coming from or, or that i'd hurt myself it, it's only really till the next day or quite a few hours later that it actually gets in into my head that something has happened but there's been once before where I have injured myself badly and um, uh, about to go to one of the support meetings Um, and as I say I'm really passionate about doing those things don't want to let people down and I've said I'm going I'm going to do this I'm, I'm going I'm going to be absolutely fine and my husband and my daughter saying oh I don't I don't know about this you're not looking you're not looking the best <laughs> uh, went in didn't realize I had a really bad black eye um and that I'd 
cut myself over the eye really and a lot of people saying oh you, yeah you need to go to a hospital um and after a while I thought yeah actually I'm, I'm not feeling the best did have to go and then realized yeah I needed six stitches to the head and um wow. <laughs> and it was a, is that like an adrenaline then that because you've come back around what what makes you do, do you know do people know why it is you don't feel anything afterwards or is that particular just for you or is that common People who are um, who have seizures where they're unconscious. I mean, and anyone who is unconscious won't be able to have a feeling or um, or anything like that. And um, when they come round from a seizure, often they are either very tired and will just have to sleep for a while, um, or they can suffer from really bad confusion. Um, not understanding things, um, not taking in the information really, um, and bad memory loss with it. There's a whole range of things, um, and you have to say to that person sometimes, make them aware of what's happened. Um, and although you may think that they're really in a lot of pain, um, some people aren't. That they're not so the the pain you don't really have to be too worried when it comes to things like that some people will be don't get me wrong <laughs> some some people people will be in bad pain and you don't know when that pain will start but um others won't be i remember when i was 15 i was talking about earlier my my friend when i was in the in the cadets he'd um he'd seizure we'd see him at times and you know like I was saying before, the first time I dealt with it, I do. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, he, 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 it was one of these like the paste tables. Mm-hmm. We put one of them up and we put papers up and stuff. And he fell into that and and fell to the floor. Um, and naturally, the, the the kids sort of rushed towards him. We had to sort of no, no, give him space, you know, and and let it finish. And um, luckily, there was there were adult instructors about as well, and they helped him up when he came out and make sure he's okay. Let him go go out and get some fresh air but i do remember the first time being like oh my god what's going on and then the second time it got easier and easier so it's it's not you, you sort of get used to it in a way but knowing to look for the signs just are you you know when it, the first thing you ask are you okay is everything okay was this normal for you um and you know it's it was, it was kind of rewarding being around that because then i it brought me into it i knew I knew what to be aware of. That was my my first exposure to epilepsy, and it was, it was a rewarding um, experience in a way because I was educated now. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't think it ever gets easy for someone because you're always yeah, going to worry um, about whether whether they're okay. It is a very it's a very serious condition. People can yeah. die from this, yeah. and if people have um, uncontrolled epilepsy, then the more chance that they will um, die younger um so so it's um it's very needed the the um actual um advice out there the the um help people can give to people um educating people it's, it's very important well do you know what our talk today has been really rewarding and you know thank you so much for coming. i know we've got we've done an hour and 10 minutes um which is good no <laughs> that's good but, but well I, ho- I hope i've um managed to maybe help help you uh learn something from it i mean lots of people do and and as you can see i, I can talk for ages about it people can come to me and i love speaking to about them 
you know, sometimes you just have to shut me up when it comes to stuff. Oh, never. That would never happen. We'll just do a part two on the biscuit if we need to. I hope I haven't sounded ignorant or um, or dumb in any of my questions. No, definitely not. We get um, loads of people I, like this. I like fact-finding um, conversations like this. I love learning and, and gro- like we mentioned earlier, growing as a person and finding out these facts. Uh, so sometimes you do have to ask the dumb questions. Sometimes you do have to realise, yeah, you know what, I was wrong about that and, and, and I've learned. Or sometimes, you know, you've got to you've got to walk down that path before you you can make any sort of judgment on anything. You shouldn't yeah. judge anyway, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I love because then you know that you've actually made a difference and um, and yeah hopefully they can go on to tell others um finally before we get out of it if uh, if somebody's listening to this that is um uh, either suffering themselves from epilepsy and has got, hasn't really had anyone to speak to or has got a family member that they would like to how do they get in touch with you and and, and start the conversation uh, well they can go via our facebook we have um also the website uh they can also get hold of me um uh with our telephone number which you'll find on our website and facebook um and we are always there we never turn anyone away it doesn't have to be just the person with epilepsy it's anyone who is affected um so even friends they can all come to us ask questions we are more than happy to help and of course we love having people coming to us um and even you know businesses and um asking for advice and it's uh, it we love we love that that's part of uh, the passion of what we do and if we can find out we can help then we will amazing well andy thank you so much for putting this together and getting us in touch and breaking the ice there um i've really enjoyed this this it's nice to have conversations like this and i hope we've helped people today with this podcast um and um yeah I think we can help you. We'll, we'll try try and help you with if we can get some vlogs made for you or something. If we can turn up and maybe I think coming up to a support session might be a bit too intrusive. Um, but if, that's not intrusive at all because we we ask um, people if they would like to come along sometime. Sometimes um, throughout the year we will hold an event where people can bring along their friends as well oh, that's cool. because it's it's part of who they are that's that's part of their that's lives a welcome, as well isn't it? Welcome definitely to our, yeah, yeah. definitely and people can see others with the with the epilepsy as well we've done that and um, people have loved that really loved that fantastic right well, well we'll make tracks but thank you so much for joining me and uh, it's been really nice chatting to you um i like to make you guys aware of our website which is uh, the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk all of our content is available at the moment there might be um uh, a bit of a, a delay in sort of getting everything working uh, in line at the moment with our content but please go there and take a look uh, we're working hard to make sure it, it works properly but what it is is we've changed our host so i don't use podbean anymore which is where my content would all go we switched to captivate um which is which creates a new what's called an rss feed a new one which redirects all of my content to itunes and spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast so we'll make sure that works with the pod, uh, the website and that's made for us by our friends at web orchard if you need a website web orchard will make the perfect website for you yeah they're great and they're awesome and uh whatever it is you need it for whether you've got a charity whether you've got a podcast a band or a business whether you use etsy web orchard will make the perfect website for you um thank you so much for listening uh, and we'll catch you next time um peace out